This is the State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association, and he is broadcasting and podcasting from the Propane Showcase home in Idaho. Tom, how are you? Hello, Rand. Yes, uh, we are broadcasting from the Propane Showcase home right here in Twin Falls, Idaho. Now, you know, the, the uh, Propane Showcase home, for you know, want to paint a picture for people, um, this is an amazing home, and right now, Tom is in a jacuzzi in the living room in the Propane Showcase home. <laughs> he has a cocktail with a large wedge of pineapple in it and an umbrella. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Well, with no hot tub, but uh, we do have a nice propane uh, fire pit out here that we are going to have a little reception tonight and uh, entertain around this beautiful fireplace. So you get to have all the fun. I get to sit out here in California and wonder if the lights are going to stay on. Well, and and we kind of got rid of a little bit of your smoke that you've been blowing this way, too. So it looks nice outside, too. Well, just it's not cannabis. Just know that it's not cannabis. That's that's from the fires. Uh, but folks, uh, this show provides news, information, and guests that highlight how to keep more money in your pocket by utilizing a superior fuel that's kinder to the environment. And Tom, what can do that? Propane can do that. And uh, we have a tremendous guest with us today. Yes, we do. He's right here with me. He flew in all the way from Louisiana. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Brian Cordell, Perks of the uh, Propane Education and Research Council's Director of Residential and Commercial Business Development. Welcome to the State of Energy. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Rand. And now uh, Brian spent 17 years working as a sales manager for his family's propane business in Louisiana. Uh, He then was named business development officer at Adjacent Inc., where he provided cloud hosting services for propane and related services companies. And most recently, uh, he co-founded Proponent LLC, which is a consulting company where he worked with company leadership to develop and deploy new strategies. Wow. You are an accomplished gentleman. And an excellent writer. (laughs) (laughs) and now so you're from louisiana how are your friends and family down there i mean it's been they've been getting pounded by storms yeah we've been pounded uh, between hurricane laura and then we had from beta we ran out of names Uh, so southwest louisiana you know not a lot of attention on the news but they're still struggling to recover a lot of a lot of structures that'll never be rebuilt uh, closer to the coast but just think of the capacity of that storm. The major damage to Lake Charles was about 30 miles inland. I live 250 miles from the coast, and that storm was still a hurricane when it crossed I-20. Wow. It's a really large path of destruction and, and, and damage. We were out of power for, uh, at my house, a little over 40 hours. Thankfully, my light stayed on and my refrigerator stayed cold to a, thanks to a propane generator. See, propane can do that. Tom and I talk about this all the time. It, the need for propane is nationwide. It's actually worldwide. Um, but with all of these different things that are going on in the world in our country and specifically with these storms and, and let's say the power in California and everything that else is going on, it just seems more and more now propane is an obvious choice. Nationwide, nationwide. We got from, from the crazy fires in, in California and Oregon, all the way to the storms, uh, hurricanes on the, on the East coast. There is need for uh, energy resiliency. Uh, natural disasters happen 
all the time. And uh, folks, we want to encourage you to go to thestateofenergy.com. That's thestateofenergy.com. Uh, you can find out everything that propane can do for you. We'll also have the great propane locator tool for your local community. Simply log on to thestateofenergy.com, type in your zip code, and uh, all the propane locations near you will pop up. Uh, there's great career opportunities, even tuition assistance. And actually, I think we've got some great information on the propane showcase home at thestateofenergy.com. Right, Tom? Yes, yes, we do. Uh, you, you can log on there, watch some of the videos that we've produced. Uh, really highlights all the different things that you can use propane for or with in your home, from power generation to hot water to heating your house, either with a furnace or hydronically, outdoor cooking, indoor cooking. Uh, clothes drying. We've got it all. Well, you know what? I mean, let's let's paint a picture for the house. You know, let's talk about where you guys are at right now in Idaho and why this propane showcase home needs to be the future for American buildings. Well, we're right here in Twin Falls, Idaho. This was the first of uh, four different homes we're going to build throughout Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. We chose Twin Falls because it's a growing community and we really wanted to let people know that electricity is not the only option when you're going to try to power a home. So Idaho tends to believe that they have some really cheap, clean power. But uh, we've done some research on it, and we've, we've really found that the, the power that's produced here, some of it is hydro power, but most of it uh, is coming from other sources, including coal. And so you can actually lower your carbon footprint by using an all propane house versus an all electric home. And you can actually save some money. And I think Brian put some numbers together on this if you want to go through those a little bit. Sure. So we use, uh, you know, at PERC, we have the benefit of, of having some tools from that the government helps us to, to calculate. So between EPA, EIA, and Alphabet Soup, there's, there's calculators. And when we consider the the grid input. So what fuels go in to make the power, whether it be the, the water going through the hydrogen dam or the coal or the natural gas, you, we know that about 33% of that natural gas that goes in that power plant is, is consumed and is discharged as waste heat. Uh, so anyway, we look at all those inputs over 40%, almost 50% lower carbon dioxide emissions in this propane home compared to an electric unit, all electric house sitting right beside it. Why can't this, I mean, we talk about this all the time. You talk about it all the time. And it's amazing to me, like, because I have the conversations out here in California with all of our fun friends who, uh, you know, you know, electrify everything as a religion out here. Um, and it's just, they don't understand. When I say, you know what, 60% of uh, the electricity that's produced is lost in transmission, the carbon footprint it takes to go all electric, it's astounding and people look at me like I'm crazy but then you start to show them the actual numbers and how the stuff works if you want to electrify everything what that could turn into they're shocked yeah and that's that's exactly why we built this is is to really show people the comparison to electricity um, and and how the carbon footprint there there's emissions behind the wall it's not the electricity is not emissions free and it's we're putting such a strain on the grid. We have to produce more and more electricity, and 
the renewable electricity is not keeping up with the new demand. So we keep on putting on more natural gas electricity, more coal-fired electricity. And we talk about this. It's like you, you mentioned the grid. The American energy power grid, the electricity grid, is so old, there are pieces of this grid that were delivered in Model Ts. <laughs> isn't, that a, isn't that amazing? Think about it. Well, and, and, and all the emissions that is created to produce the grid. I mean, uh, Brian's got some information about a uh, on-site power generation uh, mixed in with some renewable propane and just how clean uh, you, could, you can really be. Uh, what, what are we calling that, Brian? So CHP or micro CHP. CHP is combined heat and power, meaning you take something that produces heat, which say it's an internal combustion engine that's super efficient. The, the exhaust is heat. The power is the engine turns a generator or uh, a steam engine or whatever you want that acts as the generator to create the current. So you have on-site generation of power. You harness the heat for hot water, hot air. And when you fuel it with renewable propane, you have on-demand renewable energy, something that solar and wind and hydro cannot guarantee. So that's on-site power, heat, cooling, everything right there with renewable propane. And it, it, it makes almost the cleanest yeah. And, you know, we, we don't we don't run from solar power. It's great when you can harness the sun when it's there. I think we make we make solar panels powerful because we guarantee they'll work for you. You know, when the grid shuts down, you still have on site power to take you to to that point that they turn your lights back on. Or if you're in Rand's situation, you uh, you can't see the sun because all the forest fires are blocking the solar panels. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't get me started on how much carbon is emitted from those forest fires. It makes vehicles pale. Well, it's crazy. I, the skies out here it looks like you know uh, the Gears of War video game cover. It's just uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's you know the sunsets are are quite pretty, but you know uh, who knew that wearing masks or smoking a pack of cigarettes every day was going to be beneficial to live in California. Well, and uh, what do you think about all the the people that can't charge their their electric vehicles right now, and so now they're l- turning on their diesel powered generators to charge their electric car? It just it's it's crazy. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. Oh yeah, and, and and I'm sure you guys heard about this. And that California is now targeting 2035 for all new car purchases to be zero emission vehicles. We can't even keep the lights on. Good luck. Yeah, maybe we can get that definition of zero emissions changed because they may not have anything at the tailpipe, but they have it at the power plant. Very good point. Electricity is not zero emissions. So if they think they're going to just, oh, everybody's going to have to buy an electric car, then that's not meeting the needs of zero emissions because there is so much emissions created by producing electricity. I don't know how the governor thinks he's going to uh, actually pull this off. Uh, Well, Governor Nuisance doesn't seem to have a plan. A lot of times here in California is the way I like to look at it. Uh, But you are listening to the State of Energy. Brian Cordell, Perks Director of Residential and Commercial Business Development, is our guest. And uh, it's important, Tom, that he's here today with us because you guys are in Idaho at our amazing house out there. Yeah, the uh, Propane Showcase Home. So we're, we're here today with our open house. Uh, you know, you can stop by, check it out, and see all the things that you can use propane and be the cleanest house on the block. Yes, and see Tom in a jacuzzi with a, uh, a hat. <laughs> can you see my hat? It's a pretty cool <laughs> propane hat, huh? 
Uh, gentlemen, let's uh, let's talk about the propane project of the year. This is very interesting. And uh, Brian, you want to break it down for us? Sure. So at Perk, we're always looking to uh, to be able to highlight great projects that are done around the country. Uh, so we have the propane project of the year. We look for a residential and a commercial project, uh, and we we pay a reward. We pay a, bon- a prize, a grand prize of two five thousand dollar gifts. Now, last year's project was really neat. It was a school in in North Dakota that was trying to build a multi-purpose center, and they did not have the full financing to do it. Their architect brought them to a propane boiler, and they were able to build the project at budget, get the kids the multi-purpose center they needed with the stage, the cafeteria, the seating. And the neat part was when we awarded that architect firm, they gave it back to the school because the school was about that much short for the playground equipment for the new school. So great stuff that comes out of these these projects. That's very, very cool. That's cool. So anybody that uh, is a contractor, a propane company, a propane consumer, if you see a project that's all propane or has some propane aspect to it, you can submit this to the Propane Education and Research Council. They'll give you a, a bonus for submitting it. And then if that person wins, they get the bonus. But uh, anybody can submit this, not just the builder, right? Right. Builders, developers, propane companies, you know, consumers. If you work at a building that's powered by propane and you, you think it's you know, such importance or such great thing, you know, submit it. We'd love to see it. I'm going to start driving around finding some of these because I can. I can yeah, use we can't use your showcase right home time. I can't use. <laughs> we can't. Propane showcase home does not qualify. It should. <laughs> it's a great, great project, but we did have to, a disclaimer. <laughs> I wonder what's in the fridge there at the home you guys are at right now. Well, we could do a shout out to Big Cork Winery. Why but, would we do um, that, Tom? <laughs> that's that's what's in the fridge. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, folks, if you want to get involved with a propane project of the year, uh, you have until November 18th. Entries are due by November 18th. Uh, there are two grand prizes, $5,000 each. And uh, as the guys were saying, uh, $1,000 if your nominated project is published in Build with Propane or $500 to you if your nominated project wins top prize. So uh, we've got more information on that. Just go to thestateofenergy.com. That's the state of energy.com. Uh, but you are listening to the State of Energy. Brian Cordell, Perks Director of Residential and Commercial Business Development, is our guest. And uh, we're going to continue more with the State of Energy right after this. And you can always learn more by going to the stateofenergy.com. And uh, Brian, a little while ago, you were mentioned, I think it was either you or, or Tom, were mentioning hydro and dams shutting down. And how that could affect the state of energy as itself. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, Tom's really the expert on the, the local region, but we know there are environmental impacts to to everything, you know, whether it be uh, deforestation for power plants or you know, the effects of hydro producing power dams on on rivers and what that does to the to the ecosystem. I think Tom's got some specifics. Yeah. So. What we're talking about is some information that the Idaho Irrigation Pumpers Association put out um, about the hydroelectricity. The rates are are going to go up uh, in 2021, and they're concerned that you know their their rates are going to go up so high that the irrigation pumping is going to become unaffordable. The thing is that all these dams. Um, they hurt the ecosystem on the fish uh, hatcheries and the save the fish. <laughs> we have to make t-shirts. Save the fish. Well, I mean, come on. If you're 
we built these dams many, many years, I mean, decades a year. Some of them are almost 100 years old, right? Yeah. But we, we weren't thinking long term when we built these dams. So there's a lot of people that are trying to um, divert around the dams and, and the hydroelectricity is, is going to be a casualty of taking down these dams. And, and it's going to happen because you, it's, it's, uh, it's an environmental issue and it's all over the news. And, uh, the problem is the rates are going to go up, uh, and hydroelectricity is fairly cheap to produce. But when you, when you have to maintain and you have to get contracts for these dams, or if you take them down, that's just, just rate increases. So, if you're a farmer and you're going to be affected by some of these rate increases, you can always switch from an electric irrigation pump to a propane-powered irrigation pump. It's affordable. It's a, the propane's abundant. It's made right here in America, and it's mobile. So you can move your pump all over the place without having to worry about any type of uh, electric infrastructure because you'll be able to move that move that around with you. Do you have any insights yeah, on that? And you don't have to just, you know, you don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. That electric pump can still be used with a towable propane generator. In Northern California, we can move water at about half the cost of electricity because their demand charges and the rates that, that they charge for that, that power, that three-phase power, they put a commercial ladder on it. And so that, that 10 or 11 cents suddenly becomes 24. Oh, you want to do it during the day. Now it's 44 cents a kilowatt hour. And we can just take a portable, a towable generator and, and run your electric wells where they are and just get you straight to a cleaner, less expensive, more dependable fuel source that's low carbon. These rate increases are coming to Idaho um, Rocky Mountain Power and Idaho Power have both stated that there's going to be rate increases next year. Um, so, so be prepared for that. And now there's a myth that the Idaho Power is clean hydro because a lot comes from Wyoming coal power. Well, yeah, Wyoming has uh, the most coal production in the nation. And all that coal is being used for electricity. But Wyoming's the least populated state in the union so if we're producing all this electricity this coal-powered electricity in wyoming it's not for wyoming residents folks i mean this this electricity <laughs> doesn't stop at the border we you know idaho imports electricity from wyoming uh so does utah so does montana so we have to be you know uh, as a consumer we have to do our own research and know that not all of the power comes from a hydro dam it, a lot of it comes from other sources, either biomass, coal, natural gas, and very, very little actually comes from windmill. Yeah, and what a lot of, a lot of us don't contemplate is when you increase the demand for electricity, you've got to have something that can turn that power on right away. And, and hydro is, likes to be fairly stable. Wind and solar are very stable and predictable. So if you increase demand, say at a peak time or anything else, you've got to get it from something that can fire right away. And that's going to be a coal or natural gas plant. So when, when you think about the fact that we're going to electrify everything because we've got this clean energy. Well, it's not, you're using 100% of the renewable electricity that's produced. So any increase is going to come from something else, coal or natural gas or nuclear, or we can stop using so much electricity and use something on site 
to, to power the high amperage circuits in the house. Just this, this showcase home is a perfect example. There's not a 240 outlet for the electric range. It's a gas stove. There's not a big power sucking heat pump or heat strip outside. It's got some really, really cool technology uh, called a hydronic air handler where we take one appliance, a gas water heater, and we get our hot water and our hot air in this home without increasing demand on the grid. And Brian, let's break down uh, the savings that that home can bring people. If people will just see the light and make propane, uh, their propane powered homes, they're like the showcase home, how much they can actually save per year on their bills. Sure. So, I mean, if we start with things like the, the water heater, the heater in this home is a tankless water heater that just because it doesn't store hot water is going to save you about 25% of your heating bill for hot water in a home. So you're going to use less energy for hot water. Oh, and that energy costs less per unit. So you're going to magnify your savings. You know, our calculations for this home, you know, if you know, all things being equal with about a 30 year uh, weather pattern and everything, we're looking at, at over $500 a year savings for using propane in a home instead of electricity for, for these high amp loads. And it's, it's good for the environment and it's American fuel. That's something that people need to understand in this crazy world we're living in right now. You know, why not use American-made energy? Well, not only that, but it's also right here on site at the house. So if there was a natural disaster uh, or an earthquake, uh, anything that's going to wipe out some electric grid stuff, you're going to have this house is going to be heated. It's going to be cooled. It's going to be powered. It's going to be the the only house on the block that's completely self-sustained right here and we've talked about some of the crazy stuff that was in the news a couple weeks ago with the attacks that our country is actually looking at that's possible from different countries and how they could wipe out an electric grid pretty quickly yeah china yeah it's it, we talked they could they've got uh electromagnetic pulses that uh, they've actually got ships um, and they can actually do it from space as well. I mean, we have talked about this in previous shows where our grid is very susceptible. Uh, they could actually, if you know, if things lined up right and things went bad for the U.S., they could knock out our whole you know, Pacific fleet from being able to communicate. And our, our government is definitely looking at that. It's a real threat. And it's it's not something we're not trying to do any scare tactics to people, but that's a real threat that could happen. And if this house right here, if that happened in the West Coast, this house would still be fully functional. And think about all these crazy things that have gone on in your hometown, Tom. I mean, the vid the uh, pictures and the video that you sent me from those windstorms, it seemed to be hurricane force winds went through. Yeah. And you were the only house for miles that had lights. Still cleaning that up right now in uh, Ogden, Utah, or in all across the Wasatch Front. There's trees knocked over. The power was out for four or five days, uh, all the way up to 10 days for some families. And it, it's 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 devastating and it it's hard uh, especially if you were dependent for some type of uh, medical device or uh, you know if it, if the weather would have been a little bit different it would have been colder or hotter it, it could have been really bad but being without power for four or five days is devastating and uh, if you have a propane powered backup generator uh, or if you have a propane at your house for cooking 
and heating, you're going to be safe and sound. Your family's going to be safe. Well, you know what? We're moving into the uh, final moments of the show. Uh, Brian Cordell has been our guest, Perks Director of Residential and Commercial Business Development. Uh, Brian, any final thoughts? Uh, anything at all on Joe Burrow? Well, you know, he's from Ohio, and and it'd be kind of like asking a, a Ute fan what what Brigham Young should do. Um, so I'm a Louisiana <laughs> Tech Bulldog. I'll just get that out there. Uh, so. <laughs> That's great. But, uh, but thanks for asking. Yeah, you know what? I just tried to make it local for you. But uh, any final thoughts here? You can share your wealth of knowledge with our audience. No, we just want to remind everybody that, you know, where you want to build your house, gas is available. If natural gas isn't in your area or, or you don't want to be dependent to an electrical grid that can't sustain you, you know, propane's available. Propane can do that. We can heat your home, help keep your family safe and, and cozy throughout the winter months and just really a, a, a more comfortable home to be in and just something you can be proud of for years. Propane is so much more beyond the barbecue, folks. And you can find out more about what the State of Energy is and how you can benefit from the world of propane by going to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. And uh, we have yet another one of our amazing podcast sponsors with us. Um, we've got Joe Clark, or do we call him Joey? Joey or uh, Joe? Let's call him we, Joey. I don't. Joey. Uh, Joe. Joe sounds too masculine. Let's do no. Joey. Okay. Joe. Joey Clark, of Intermountain Truck Rebuilders. Over 27 years of experience, Intermountain Truck Rebuilders have become a household name in the propane product manufacturing and servicing industry. Intermountain Truck goes above and beyond expectations with guiding principles involving a mixture of technical merit and solid communication. And you can find out more about Intermountain Truck by simply going to intermountaintruck.com. Tom, Joey, how are you? Good. Joe, Joey's here with us live right now for the first time. And uh, Joey manufactures propane dispensing stations and propane trucks, right, Joe? Yeah, that's correct. Tom and Rand, I appreciate you guys having me on today. Hey, you're welcome. We're yeah, happy you're we, here. You're you're welcome on every week if you. Like. <laughs> we just want your money, and if you're going to sponsor our podcast, well. <laughs> you can you can you can be on every single day. Uh, but in, in all reality, Joe, why don't you uh, why don't you give everybody that's listening what separates Intermountain from another dispenser manufacturer? So what we have that nobody else has um, in the dispenser world is we have a UL listed dispenser, which you know it snaps a a third party uh, stamp of approval on it and it's tested and guaranteed to meet all federal codes so it really makes you feel all warm and cozy when you get our dispenser <laughs> warm and cozy that sounds like a tommy boy quote so <laughs> so nuts roasting <laughs> a mountain truck fire so uh what you're getting at here is the only ul listed propane dispenser available in the u.s uh right there from intermountain made in the usa so go to the intermountaintruck.com to pick up your ul listed propane dispenser yeah and we'll be happy to help you joey you're always a pleasure to have on we should have a weekly joey joey clark segment we should we should have this every week the joe show all right joe clark joey clark from intermountain truck rebuilders thank you very much for joining us and uh like tom said you can find out more about intermountain truck by going to intermountaintruck.com and thank you very much for listening to the state of energy podcast